by veterans and for veterans. I think we have a pretty good show lined up today. We're going to start off by uh, reviewing some of the veterans organizations, youth programs. I covered that in a previous uh, Veterans Hour. But there's a lot of opportunities for our nation's youth to participate in some patriotic contests in our community. So I'll cover them. I also want to talk about the National Cemetery a little bit. And then uh, some special occasions we've had out at the Fargo National Cemetery. Okay, to start with, uh, parents, grandparents, students, neighbors, teachers, there are a lot of opportunities for our nation's youth to participate in some patriotic contest where they can earn some scholarships, some cash money. I'll start off with the Veterans of Foreign Wars because that deadline is coming up very, very soon. In fact, a week from today. The Veterans of Foreign Wars, or VFW, has a program called Patriot's Pen. And this is for grades 6 through 8. And what they do is they write a 300 to 400 word essay. And this year's theme is, What is Patriotism to Me? Again, they write that essay and they submit it to their local Veterans of Foreign Wars. And it's not only North Dakota, Minnesota, it's nationwide. I don't know how many thousands of posts we have across the nation who conduct this exercise. So they, they can get all the rules and guidelines and entry forms and that type of thing off the website. And they just go to vfw.org, vfw.org slash community slash youth and education, or just go to vfw.org and search for those youth programs. Uh, nationally, they, they, they award over $900,000 to all these posts across the nation uh, and by the time they get to uh, the national competition, the winner receives $5,000, the national winner. So it's a good deal. And just locally, they can make uh, several hundred dollars as well. So grades 6 through 8, 300, 400-word essay, what is patriotism to me? And they can get all the entry information. And if you don't know who your nearest VFW post is, you can find that also on that website, vfw.org. For high school students, grades 9 through 12, there's a program called Voice of Democracy. And that is a three to five minute recording of a speech on a flash drive that they submit to their local VFW post. The theme this year is this the country the founders envisioned. Again, they write the speech, record it, and submit that to their local VFW post. And just in the VFW alone, 1.9 million is a total allocated throughout the nation. In North Dakota, we had uh, the sixth place winner in the nation from North Dakota. In fact, it was from Fargo. And she placed sixth and won $5,000 at national, not including the local and the regional contest. So she had a, quite a bit of uh, stipends there that she is currently using supporting her college education. So vfw.org, grades 6 through 8 and 9 through 12. A lot of opportunities there. The uh, AMVETS, which abbreviation for American Veterans, AMVETS, uh, they have a program for kindergarten through first grade, and it's a flag coloring. Uh, go to amvets.org, A-M-B-E-T-S.org, amvets.org, and you can get the ex uh, entry forms and all that stuff. But it's a coloring of color of the flag and submit that to your local AMVETS post. For grades two through five, they have a poster contest. You make a poster, nine by 12, 
with a maximum of a 50-word description or less on the back of that poster. The theme this year is, what do I think of when I see the American flag? And likewise, submit that to your local AMVETS, which you can find on that webpage, amvets.org. For grades 6 through 12, they have a written essay contest. And it varies from uh, grade 6 to 200, year, 200 words, or junior, senior, 11 and 12 uh, grade, uh, 500 words less. But various lengths of essays on the topic of um, what do I think of when I see the American flag? And submit that to your local AMVETS program. The American Legion has a program called or the Oratorical Contest. And this is grades 9 through 12. And it's an 8 to 10 minute prepared oration speech on the Constitution of the United States. And they can speak on any aspect of the Constitution of the United States. A three, plus a three to five minute uh, signed topic on one of the articles to the Constitution. And the, they, they're given a four possible articles. They need to prepare a three to five minute speech on each of those. And then uh, they will be told right before the contest which of the articles to speak on. So it's an eight to 10 minute speech <clears throat> on the Constitution and then a three to five minute on one of the articles. The local contest, the students may use notes, which makes it easier to get involved and get started. But when they advance to the division and state level, it needs to be memorized with the use of no notes. And again, several hundred, or several hundred dollars, even thousands of dollars, are awarded to the students who place in both the local division and state and national contest. Just for our area here, the, uh, the Fargo area, uh, that includes Cass, uh, Greg Steele, Barnes counties. Uh, our contest is the 19th of December, which will be held at the West Fargo VFW. So you got some time to get those speeches together. So again, review, VFW, American Legion, and AMVETS, they all have educational programs for our nation's youth where they can win uh, some scholarship money, some several hundred dollars worth of scholarship money. The uh, <clears throat> VA National Cemetery, and that's out on uh, 40th Avenue uh, North, or better known as County Road 20. You go north of Fargo to County Road 20, and then head west, and you'll drive right by it. We've had a lot of activity out there. Uh, Nicole Gooderjohn is the manager of our Fargo National Cemetery out there. She wanted to remind me, wanted me to remind you that uh, they are taking uh, interments out there, and they have done several hundred already. And you can go work with your funeral home. They're very competent and very willing to help you make those arrangements to be interred at the National Cemetery. You can also go to your county veterans service officer. They very well know how to do that as well. Now, Nicole Gooderjohn, our, our local manager, Fargo National Cemetery, can be reached at 701-451-4650. And keep in mind that uh, she bobs back and forth. Her office is, is at the very uh, VA uh, Medical Center, or actually medical, or the Benefit Center, out on 19th Avenue in Fargo, and then has to drive all the way out there to the cemetery. So she spends a lot of time on the road going back and forth. But if you call that number, 701-451-4650, if she doesn't answer it, 
leave a recording and she'll definitely get back to you. We had a first here not too long ago. In fact, it was on October 16th. We had a veteran uh, pass away who had no next to kin. They called that individual an unclaimed veteran. Well, the word got out, and this veteran was a United States Air Force veteran, and uh, they put the word out. The Air Force came and uh, conducted the ceremony, they had a flag-folding ceremony, and they did the three-gun volley, the, the official salute to that veteran. And the public was invited, and they estimated about 200 individuals went out to the National Cemetery to see this veteran interred and to give him the final honors. Uh, the the uh, community really uh, came out in, in mass, and they couldn't all get next to the cemetery or in the cemetery area due to uh, social distancing and that type of thing. But they had people lined up along Cass County 20 on 40th Avenue there. They had a motorcycle escort, and uh, it was just very touching to see how the community stood up for that veteran who had no next to kin. I saw a video of that, and I got teared up. That was yep. just amazing. Yep. 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 And then just recently, we heard that there was a veteran who passed away at the VA hospital here in Fargo. Uh, and uh, when, uh, uh, let's see, Jock Bosher from Hanson Runs Funeral Home was contacted, and uh, he accepted the remains of the veteran who died there. Little did he know that when they cleaned out the veteran's apartment, and this is Francis Kaufman, who passed away in 2016. Uh, Hanson Roosevelt had those remains, uh, wondering what to do with them. They just didn't want to do you know, something with them because the veteran asked. His, one of his final wishes was to be buried in a national cemetery, VA National Cemetery. And then when they cleaned out his apartment, they also discovered his wife, who had passed away, had her ashes in the apartment or building, the apartment as well. Well, uh, Jack, when the National Cemetery in 2019 was uh, started up, he contacted the National Cemetery Administration, and they worked on it, and they found the veteran's uh, discharge papers, his DD-214, to determine his eligibility. And they said, yes, we will be honored to inter that veteran and his spouse at the Fargo National Cemetery. Well, the Fargo Memorial Honor Guard of the United Patriotic Bodies, that's our local veterans organizations, they are going to be doing the military funeral honors uh, uh, for this veteran and his spouse. And that's going to be on Tuesday, October 27th, this coming Tuesday, at 11 a.m. And again, the public is invited to come out there and uh, honor the veteran and his spouse as they have no local uh, family members either. So that's two that we are honoring here in our own community who don't have any direct family members there to honor. We're going to take our first break here in just a moment, and then when we come back, we have, a, this is kind of a Navy Marine Corps weekend, you know, when Navy's birthday is in October, Marine Corps in November. So we're going to be talking a little bit of Navy and Marine Corps when we come back. All right, 
most of you recognize that tune. I know Lieutenant Commander Greenway and I do. That's the theme song for the United States Navy. How you doing there today, Commander? Commander, are we online? Yes, sir. Okay, thank you for joining us. I just played the theme song, or our Derek Hansen, our KFGO producer, played the Navy theme song. Anchor is a way for us to, to kick off this section. Before I ask you to introduce yourself, Commander, uh, just let you know we have three things in common. One, we both entered the Navy when we were 17 years old. <laughs> we served as quartermasters, navigation experts, and we both served on cruisers, you a CG and me a CLG, cruiser guided or cruiser light guided. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a small world there, Commander. You know, an even smaller world is my brother-in-law, his name, uh, David Rice. Oh, <laughs> Well, very good. Well, again, thanks for joining us, Commander uh, Greenway. Why don't you give us just a little bit of induction, where you're from and uh, where you've served, how you got in the Navy and that type of thing. Oh, absolutely. Yes, sir. So, uh, name's Stevie Greenway. So, uh, like you said earlier, I uh, joined uh, uh, out of Marietta, Georgia. Uh, uh, I dept in when I was there. I turned 17. I just somehow just knew the Navy was just the right way for me. You know, I had an uncle who was a... a who was in the Navy, and I think that was kind of probably my guiding influence. And, yeah, first airplane ride was the boot camp in Great Lakes, Illinois. And uh, from there, you know, I was uh, forward deployed in the Seventh Fleet. And uh, I'm, a inter- I'm not a Mustang, Dave. I'm a, I'm a mutt. And what I mean by that is I actually <laughs> got picked up to go to the Naval Academy um, out, of, uh, out of when I was a QM2. So that was an interesting uh, transition period. But, uh, yes, sir, got the commission. And, uh yeah, been all around. Uh, I just coming from Arlington, Virginia, from PEOEIS, and this is my uh, first command tour of uh, the CEO of NASC Fargo. Okay, very good. And for some of us old guys, we used to call it Naval Reserve Center Fargo, but now NASC that stands for Navy Operational uh, Center Support Center. Support Center. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Sir. Yeah, I, I drilled out there for over thirty-seven years, so I'm fairly familiar with the reserves, and I did about four and a half active. So. They, they threatened me, uh, either you retire on your own or we're going to strap you to a wheelchair and shove you out the door. So I decided to go through retirement ceremonies. But uh, So could you just give us a quick recap uh, what NOSC Fargo units are currently uh, uh, out there and, and what their emissions are? Yes, sir. So we actually are supporting uh, four different units. Um, one in particular, we have a Chinhei unit, which is all of our CBs, so our construction men, our builders. So they're actually um, uh, supporting Chinhei, South Korea. So a lot of their active uh, time they do for annual training and things of that, actually they go to uh, Chinhei and support them. And uh, we're actually trying to work with the uh, Air National Guard and um, the actual National Guard here to do some kind of joint uh, operations during the COVID uh, um, stand down, I'll call it for that. And then uh, that's one. And so uh, the other part, we have uh, OSHU. So that is our health unit. So we have uh, doctors, dentists, uh, nurses, um, who actually, uh, and this is part of the cool part, is actually they came and supported um, in New York a few months ago. Uh, I don't know if you remember, Dave, but if you had to go get deployed, it would take uh, months, if weeks, if not months. We had them out the door in two and a half days, like from notification to being in New York at the Barclays Center. Huh. So uh, did, did tremendous support there. Um, it's been great. Uh, we also have sailors right now in support of Surge Maine. 
Uh, so actually going over to the shipyards, we just got one uh, sailor who just went two weeks ago uh, for a, a few months stint to go help out the shipyards, get our, uh, get our ships ready to go. Great. We've, we've also, and, um, I, yes, sir. I'm sorry, uh, the, the hospital in Germany, I can't think of it now, but we've, we've deployed several people there too, to, uh, serve at the hospital in Germany. And, and they are kind of like, uh, uh, wounded soldiers, sailors, airmen, or Marines from Iraq, Afghanistan would go there first. Oh, yes. Oh, are you uh, referring to Stuttgart, sir? What was that? Is that Stuttgart, Germany? Is that what you're referring to? Because uh, I know that's uh, that's where um, uh, two of our COCOMs are uh, co-located at right now in Germany. Uh, Lansville, I thought it was. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm, uh, it's been okay. about nine years since I've been to Stuttgart, okay. so I couldn't okay. tell you. <laughs> okay. Anyway, our, our local people have uh, done some great things worldwide, so I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead and continue. No, absolutely. I mean, uh, I, I truly am blessed. So this is my family's first tour in North Dakota, and uh, we've we got to say it's just amazing seeing, uh, you know, we're supporting right now uh, between 55 to 60 sailors within North Dakota, Minnesota, and a little bit of South Dakota. So um, it, it's been amazing watching their skill sets from corpsmen to builders to, you know, uh, a variety of different doctors we have. I mean, if there is a rate, we pretty much have it, except quartermasters. So we, we had one, but we lost one. So that's okay. Okay. And I'm sure you've heard uh, North Dakota has one of the highest per capita uh, veteran population in the in the nation. A lot of a lot of men and women from North Dakota uh, have served and oh. are serving in the military. Oh, absolutely. Actually, my two predecessors before me for this job actually both retired in the area because they loved it so much. So I, I could see why it's everyone's kind and uh yeah, it just seems beautiful in the summertime and, and a little bit in the in the fall so far. Seems all right. Yep. Well, we're going to have some snow. We're going to have some wind, but uh, we'll have spring again, and we, we we enjoy our four seasons here. That's for sure. Now, uh, with COVID, uh, the world has changed, and everything has changed here as part of that world. But uh, this year, we had no Navy Ball celebration, correct? No, sir. So we did, we kept it light. We did a we did a cake cutting. We did the oldest and the youngest, but we kept that uh, within the NOSC itself. Uh, so yes, no Navy ball, but we're hoping uh, next year to make up for it. We're we're going to try to get the Chief Navy Reserve out and uh, the actual mentor for uh, NOSC Fargo is Rear Admiral Ted Leclaire. So uh, looking to have him uh, next month. We're going to have our uh, virtual Family Day celebration for the drill weekend, sir. Where we're going to have Fleet and Family Support Center. Um, you know, the ombudsman, you know, chaplain, just to make sure, you know, the families are taken care of, especially in, uh, in light of certain events of today. Well, good. I think it's, it's important to keep that, the family involved. Uh, I'm sure you have your own, uh, uh, what do they call it now? Uh, uh, it used to be, oh, family readiness group. Is that what you call them? Fleet and Family Readiness Group, yes, sir. And uh, I don't know if you could hear my four-year-old in the background, but, yes, family is very important to us still in the Navy. <laughs> yeah, great. And I had the privilege of contacting, or she contacted me, your chief, uh, command chief out there, uh, just a couple days ago. So I hope to get more involved with some of the uh, CPO retiree functions and that type of thing. And, again, we have a lot of retirees around the community, and we would love to join you in some of those uh, events as 
uh, as they become possible. Oh, absolutely, sir. So, yes, you're aware. So Molly Bergeron-Conway is our uh, command senior chief. Yep, so we have one chief select. Uh, excited to have him uh, get uh, get ready to go for everything in the season. Well, great, and congratulations to him. We've had a lot of a lot of good people. Fargo uh, Reserve Center, Naval Operations Support Center, Fargo, uh, a very important part of our community, but uh, not very well known. I mean, uh, you know, the North Dakota Air National Guard, Army Guard, uh, they far outnumber Navy, but uh, that's to be expected, I guess. But we we play an important role in supporting our our United States Navy. Oh yes, sir, absolutely. Like I said, the amount of uh, roles that we're doing, and we're trying to keep a joint environment as well. So linking in, I, I've got a good relations with uh, Colonel Coons of the uh, Army National Guard, and then uh, going to look to establish some uh, relations with the Air National Guard as well, sir. Well, great, great. Uh, now, there are uh, area recruiters, correct? Uh, have you had the opportunity to meet them or mingle with them at all yet? Yes, sir. So we have two within our location at Knox Fargo. One is Chief Taft, uh, who uh, we'd love to have you meet as well. Uh, but, yes, we have two, and they support um, uh, uh, Minneapolis, but Minneapolis uh, for the recruiting uh, encircles uh, Fargo and, and uh, pretty much a lot of North Dakota. Okay. Would you happen to have contact information? For them, if anybody's interested in uh, talking to a recruiter? Uh, actually, yes, sir. If you just give me one second, I can. Uh, you know, let me get that. Uh, I have his personal. I don't want to give his personal out. Let me. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> let me. Let me get you uh, his uh, his uh, professional cell phone, sir, so we can definitely make sure that that gets uh, 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 postulized out uh, to the community, sir. Sure. And do, does Nosk Fargo have a? Facebook or a web page or anything if people are interested in checking it out? Uh, no, sir. So that actually has been dormant, uh, but we actually just got a new commands ombudsman. Uh, so uh, Amy Tribble, so one of our sailors' spouses. Uh, so we're actually in discussion about how, how can we get a, um, out there in the community, let us be known, uh, you know, because we, we've done some pretty cool things. We just had an, um, an internment ceremony for one of the sailors off the um, – uh, in the Pearl Harbor attacks, we actually uh, down at the National uh, Cemetery uh, did a repatriation. That was that was beautiful. So uh, we're looking and seeing our social media presence, sir. Okay, great. We could have Molly or a senior chief uh, contact me or whatever, and I can put that on a future show. Normally, we uh, KFJ allows us to have this Veterans Hour once a month, uh, typically a Saturday afternoon. So when you get that information, send it to me, and I'd I'd be glad to put it out. Oh, absolutely. Yes, sir. Very good. Anything else you'd like to cover, Commander, before we move on to our next guest? No, I, I'm grateful for this opportunity. This is part of the cool part about being command. You know, this is what they always say. Uh, command has its privileges, and one of the privileges is to be able to serve this community and just looking forward to how we can keep moving forward, you know, uh, especially as we are in the COVID environment, as we move past it, hopefully, in the in the next few months. So. Uh, thank you again, sir, for what you're doing, and uh, look uh, forward to keep uh, working a relationship with you. Well, great. Glad to have you. And our next guest is Tim Bohan. He's the president of the uh, Navy League of the United States, North Dakota chapter. We have a pretty active uh, Navy League here in the state. Uh, and I was just on Facebook, I saw under the uh, uh, memory type thing, uh, six years ago in 2014, uh, the Fargo VFW Color Guard went out to Groton, Connecticut for the commissioning ceremonies of the USS North Dakota. 
the, our submarine. And that was, that was a fantastic trip. And we've been supporting that family readiness group uh, ever since they were commissioned. So we're, we're still active supporting our Navy and our Navy's family here in, in the North Dakota area. Yes, sir. We actually have that book in our uh, at Nas Fargo, the uh, the commissioning ceremony. Um, so yeah, that, that's a good, enjoyable thing. Yeah, great. Okay, well, thank you, Commander. I look forward to being able to come out there sometime and meet you and the uh, and the senior chief and uh, BS for a while. <laughs> yes, sir. Thanks again for what you do. Okay, thank you. Okay, we'll take a break and we'll come back with the uh, president of the Navy League, North Dakota. The Germans had the biggest ship that had the biggest guns. The Bismarck was the fastest ship that ever sailed the sea. On her decks were guns as big as steers and shells as big as trees. Out of the cold and foggy night came the British ship, the Hood. And every British seaman he knew and understood. They had to sink the Bismarck, the terror of the sea. Stop those guns as big as steers and those shells as big as trees. Okay, that is Sink the Bismarck. You know, we already played the Navy thing theme song, but I had to play another Navy-related theme because on the line, we have Navy Captain, retired, Tim Bohan, who is currently the Navy League of the United States North Dakota Chapter President. Welcome to KFGO, Captain Bohan. Well, thanks for having me on, uh, Dave. You betcha. Thanks for coming on. Now, for those Army and uh, other folks out there, uh, a Navy captain, that's an 06. That would be like uh, a colonel in the Army or other branches. So we, we appreciate uh, Tim Bohan, Captain Bohan, coming online. Uh, if you would, Captain uh, Bohan, just give us a quick introduction introduction of yourself, where you're from, and your little bit of your Navy history, where you served, and that type of thing. Oh, very good. I'm born and raised in Minot. Uh, UND engineering graduate in 1982. I was commissioned in the Navy in 1983 through Officer Candidate School. My first ship was uh, USS California uh, CGN 36, which is a cruiser. It was based out of Alameda, California. Cruisers being a fairly uh, large ship of, of, of the line, uh, 760 foot long at the main deck, 12,000 tons. Uh, from there, I served on the uh, USS Abraham Lincoln, CVN-72. I was commissioned in 1989, and I was a plank owner on that commissioning crew. Uh, it was uh, based out of uh, Newport News, Virginia, and is still a, a ship of the line, an aircraft carrier, 1,200 feet long and 60,000 tons. Big <laughs> ship. <laughs> yeah, a little bigger than my light cruiser, the Oklahoma City that I was on. <laughs> Absolutely. I finished uh, my sea time and, and uh, transferred into the Navy Reserve in 1992 and served in the Navy Reserve in various uh, ship repair units, uh, fleet staffs, NATO units, and so forth uh, until 2012. Uh, when I retired, I was actually drilling out of the Navy Reserve Center Fargo. So I currently live in Bismarck and... Uh, and as you introduced me, I'm the president of the Navy League Council uh, here in the state of North Dakota. Okay, very good. And just to mention, uh, Captain Bohan and I have served at uh, NOSC Fargo, you know, during the same time for several of those years. So we got to know each other there. Could you give us a little bit of a description of what the Navy League is, what the Navy League does? 
North Dakota and nationwide? Yes. Uh, you know, the Navy League is uh, volunteer citizens who support the sea services. And what I mean by that, the Navy, Coast Guard, Marine Corps, and the U.S. flag, the Merchants, Merchant Marine. Um, we try to educate uh, local, state, and federal elected officials about the importance of, of the sea services. Uh, we sponsor uh, exhibitions, conferences, and so forth. And have, as a council, we meet. Uh, we try to meet four times a year. We have uh, 80 members in our local council here, spread throughout uh, the state and a few out of state. And we hold uh, meetings in Fargo and in Bismarck throughout the year. Um, as a, as a national organization, though, uh, you know, there's 250 councils. And it's a, it's really an advocacy group for the sea services. So we you know we're interested in in looking for individuals who are you know passionate about uh, the sea services and are willing to support those who are currently service serving you know in the sea services. And uh, local councils uh, dock ships uh, and and other uh, shore commands and, and so forth. We help uh, uh, work with those ships. Uh, we host dinners, celebrations, uh, recognize uh, senior enlisted personnel and and uh, sailors of the quarter and that kind of thing to, just to help uh, along the way. So at the national level, we, we deal more, more in the uh, legislative area. We have members in the North Dakota Council who are very interested in uh, staying in tune with the current uh, legislation that's on the table and contact uh, uh, members of Congress, uh, both uh, Senate and the House, and in fact, our our senators uh, are are members in uh, of the North Dakota Navy League, which which helps greatly in getting information out. And as you know, our state is very supportive of the uh, of the military in general and the sea services as well. So that that touches just a little bit about uh, some background okay. on the Navy League. Okay, and locally, you mentioned uh, sponsoring or adopting uh, ships, uh, USS North Dakota, the submarine, and uh, uh, USNS, uh, is it Bismarck? Yes, uh, let me talk a little bit about that. Okay. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, we, we do sponsor uh, and, and stay in touch with, uh, with ships, so essentially we're adopting them. So, so we have the USS North Dakota, which is SSN 784, that's a submarine based out of Groton, Connecticut. And I know, you know, over the course of uh, time, you've probably spoken uh, several times about the USS North Dakota. Uh, just a, a little bit of trivia for those of you that recall, the USS North Dakota was commissioned just six years ago. In fact, uh, tomorrow would be the six-year anniversary, October 25th, 2014. And at that commissioning ceremony in Groton, Connecticut, there were over a hundred members of, uh, well, over a hundred citizens in North Dakota attending, and many of them were Navy League members. But we had uh, uh, spouses and children, and lots of people interested in uh, in that. And we had a very nice uh, uh, seasonable day in Groton, Connecticut, six years ago. Uh, so that's the USS North Dakota. It's a, as I said, a submarine of the line. Uh, 377 feet long, 34 feet in diameter, 8,000 tons. Uh, approximately 120 enlisted men and officers 
and women. Um, as it uh, currently stands, they've been deployed the majority of 2020. Uh, the USS North Dakota on its second deployment uh, now, and uh, we don't expect it back uh, in in the Groton area until sometime after uh, the first of the year or thereabouts, although we don't know in particular where they're deploying. We have a hunch that they're probably under the ice somewhere in the Arctic. So that's uh, just a little bit of what uh, what's going on with the USS North Dakota. Um, Dave mentioned we also have adopted a uh, USNS City of Bismarck, which is a expeditionary fast transport ship. It's the ninth of uh, uh, of a uh, group of ten ships to be put online. It was actually placed in operations in 2018. This is a large. Uh, uh, Troop-capable and supply-capable moving ship, but it's very fast. It, it's uh, 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 low draft. It only draws 13 feet, so it can be it can be operated in shallow water as well as blue blue sea. And it's a catamaran design, uh, very wide, uh, uh, allows it to uh, to draw just that small amount of water where you can't uh, you know take uh, large ships normally. This is a very fast ship. It uh, can do in excess of 40 knots. It can carry uh, up to 300, uh, over 300 troops. It's crewed by a U.S. Uh, Merchant Marine, a crew of about 24. Uh, we think its permanent um, home port will be uh, uh, Pearl Harbor, but as you know, a lot of Merchant Marine ships are underway almost constantly, supporting the fleet. Uh, in this case, uh, USS USNS City of Bismarck is likely to uh, be supporting mostly Pacific operations. So those are the two ships that we have adopted as a North Dakota Council and stay in touch of. Okay. And uh, USS, like my ship, USS Oklahoma City, it stands for a United States ship. USNS, United States Naval Ship, and their, 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 their crew is uh, quite different than an act duty ship. As you mentioned, it's a lot smaller, uh, act duty Navy. And uh, I'm, I'm out of my league here. Merchant Marine or, or who else uh, works on USNS ships? Do you know? Yeah, the typic, typically it's uh, graduates of the, uh, of the uh, Merchant Marine Academy. Uh, people are professional uh, uh, sailors year-round. They, they don't transfer on and off the ship as often. You know the crews; uh, they're they're underway quite a bit uh, longer and uh, more frequently. They're not deploying necessarily with battle groups, but they're just in area, uh, moving, uh, moving supplies, moving equipment, and and landing craft and so forth. Whatever needs to be moved from point to point, and uh, supporting the the navy on their you know navy ships that are on deployment but not necessarily traveling with them. So, yeah, that's, it's, uh, it's a different life in, in that area. Uh, not uh, as familiar with that as we are with U.S. Uh, US uh, commission ships, USS North Dakota. Right. But uh, hopefully we, we will get a few of our council members out to 
uh, ride the USNS or City of Bismarck uh, sometime in the future. If you're looking for volunteers to go to Hawaii, Captain, uh, I'll raise my hand. <laughs> well, yeah, we can fly Dave out to Hawaii, and then then he'll be underway the rest of the year. That oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now you mentioned uh, trivia earlier. Uh, the USS North Dakota, the first Cobb or chief of the boat, was actually from North Dakota, right? Yes, uh, uh, Master Chief Preet was uh, yep. first chief of the boat, and and he. Uh, uh, was at the commissioning ceremony, of course, and yeah. and uh, was looking quite sharp. He's uh, maybe you can uh, fill us in. I, I, as he retired now, he lives in the area. He could possibly be listening right now. Right, and he's from the Minot area, correct? I thought, not sure. Well, or well, Bismarck. last uh, you know, he is a member of the council, and last last I uh, heard, he was uh, living and working right in the uh, Fargo area, perhaps oh, Fargo. Uh, on the Minnesota side. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, great. Well, if anybody's interested so, in joining the Navy League, uh, Captain, uh, is there a Facebook or a website or anything they can go to for more information and figure out how to how to join? Yes, uh, probably the best the best way to go. And everybody's familiar with the uh, with the internet is uh, uh, www.navyleague.org. And once you uh, once you click in there, you'll see uh, lots of information. There's there's a nice map of the uh, United States that displayed up. It shows where there's 250 councils located. One, of course, which is uh, the North Dakota Council. There's also one in Minnesota, one in South Dakota, and so forth. Um, the the little Join Us link that's uh, available there uh, has uh, information about the membership and how to join, what levels of membership there are. Quite a few of our members are uh, what we call electronic members. They join uh, fairly uh, 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 reasonably priced, uh, $25 a year membership for that. And they get newsletters, uh, emails, and so forth from the national organization at that level. Um, but there's uh, multiple levels uh, to, that you can join. And uh, at that time, as you sign up, you can uh, join a council, uh, depending on where you're listening from, North, North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota. Uh, and uh, they'll get in touch with the uh, with that local council and let you know that you've joined. So please do if you're interested in the sea services and and just joining a group of uh, men and women who are in, interested in advocating for the sea services. Please do that. Please join the Navy League. Very good. Well, thank you, Captain Captain Tim Bohan, uh, currently from Bismarck and president of the Navy League North Dakota Council. Thank you for coming on, uh, KF Joe, and uh, sharing that information with us. We'll go into our last. Okay, that is the theme song for the United States Marine Corps. And on the line, we have Lisa Folsted, a Marine Corps veteran. She's probably dancing around the kitchen at home there to that song. <laughs> uh, welcome, Lisa. Thank you for joining uh, KFGO Veterans Hour and speaking on the Marine Corps League. Would you start off, please, yes. by just giving us a short introduction of yourself, where you're from, and, and your your uh, your service in the Marine Corps to date? Sure. Um 
As you said, my name is Lisa Falstad. I live in West Fargo, North Dakota. I'm originally from Oakdale, Minnesota. Um, and that is where I grew up. And I joined the Marine Corps out of in 1999. And, you know, all females go to basic training in South Carolina at Paris Island for the Marine Corps. So I was in the Marine Corps, and then I got stationed. I was, I was I'm a motor transport operator, 3531. And so, you know, my school was in Missouri, and they asked, you know, your dream locations to go and everywhere is like picking stateside and and I just chose to go to Okinawa and I was like I don't have any commitments and I might as well go live my life well I didn't have anything tying me down so I got stationed at 3rd Marine Division and I was with truck company. And from there, I decided to stay an extra year. So I was there for two years. Um, while there, I was actually recruited to go on to the Marine Corps wrestling team. And that was in 2001. And me, another corporal, and a captain were all... Um, three of the first females to be on the Marine Corps wrestling team. And then I got selected to go to 8th and I Marine Corps barracks in 2002. And I spent some time there and I got to drive coach buses in Washington, D.C. That, you know, I thought the roads in Okinawa were tight, <laughs> but the roads in Washington, D.C., they're very tight, and there's one-ways, and then there's one-ways that only go east, other one-ways that go only go north, and it's very confusing. <laughs> so, yes, and then not to mention there's rush hour from... 5 a.m. till 8 p.m. <laughs> so, but I, you know, looking back, it was a great opportunity to be at 8th and I, but back then I would never have been, I, I much preferred to be out in the dirt in the field versus being in dress uniform all the time at 8th and I. So I saw two very different um, areas of the Marine Corps. And so then I got out in two, uh, 2003. And, you know, I was trying to figure out my life. And I actually, they actually called me in 05, asking me if I wanted to come back for six months. And I was like, sure, why not? But I had already had ankle surgery. And... After those six months, I decided, yep, I'm good, even though I wanted to stay in, but my ankles would not be happy if I did. So 
I got out and then I went to NDSU from 09 to 13. And then in, actually in 2016, um, we got the Marine Corps League here in Fargo reestablished. So um, I am the commandant for the Red River Raiders Marine Corps League here in town. And we were chartered back in 2017. So that's where we're at so far. I mean, we're, we're a small league, but, you know, we look at the Marine Corps League, or just the Marine Corps in general, we're the smallest of all the branches. But, you know, we, the Marine Corps League is here because we, as Marines, we're a different breed. Um, we've, I don't know if it was bred into us in boot camp or, you know, we've all brothers and sisters. So we always take care of our own and we learned how much of a struggle it is when we transition from active duty to our civilian life now. So it's like uh, we're helping have that brotherhood that um, we had in the Marine Corps. We are going to be as you were saying for the Unclean Veteran this Tuesday, the Marine Corps League is going to actually be the ball bearers for him and his wife. Uh, so that is such a great honor to be able to finally lay him to rest and for his wife, Eileen. Yeah, and thank, um, thanks for mentioning was, that, by the way. Uh, excuse me for interrupting, yeah. but thank you for mentioning <laughs> no, I, I forgot no. to mention that uh, that veteran is a Marine Corps veteran. Yes, he was in the Marines from July of 46 to July of 48. Right. So we'll be actually the ballers for that. Well, the United Patri- Patriotic Body will be the um, color guard. Right. So that's a really great honor for us. Yeah, very good. Well, thank you for your service in the Marine Corps and now Marine Corps Navy League. Uh, we need people like you. And I've got several uh, friends that are Marine. Of course, you know, they give yeah. me a bunch of bad time for being a sailor and I re- reciprocate. But uh, you're right. Uh, I think all the branches, they take care of their own and support their, their fellow veterans. And the Marine Corps is certainly no exception to that rule. Oh, I completely agree. And, you know, I always tell people, you know, Marines are always going to take care of Marines, but you guys are our brothers and sisters. So nobody else can pick on you except for us. (laughs) I'm glad to have you on our side, especially being a Marine Corps wrestling team. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But, you know, it's like you can pick on your sister, but 
nobody else can pick on your sister. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? So um, that's the one thing about the military and the Marines. We always take our side, but in the end, we're all in it together. You bet. Yep. Now, um, you, when, and then, go ahead. Uh, when we communicated earlier to to schedule this, you sent me a copy of your Red River Raiders Marine Corps uh, ball flyer. Is that still on? Yes. As of right now, it's, it's on, but we're going to be following any guidelines that we need to. Um, we are limited to 50 guests, and we have a very nice size room at the Hilton Garden Inn. So we're hoping everything will be a go, but <clears throat> it's always pending in this world, unfortunately. Right. Yeah, we're all living with that. For Now, for the ball or just uh, anyone interested out there, who is eligible to join the Marine Corps League, and, and where would they go to find out more about it? So um, everybody, we accept everybody as associates members, but, but they have to be in good standing as far as just like us as Marines to join, we have to be in good standing. We have to have an honorable discharge and, um, you know, we can have felonies and stuff like that, but we really want to help anybody that needs it or especially we're Marines, but we also accept fleet Marine force, um, Navy, corpsmen and chaplains that had served with us. Um, and if they want to make a phone call, they can contact myself at 701-200-2503, or they can check out our Facebook page, and that's Red River Raiders Marine Corps League Detachment 1453. Our email can be is the is the Red River Raiders or sorry, Red River Raiders MCL at G dot mail. And that's how they can get any information for our Marine Corps ball or we also have the Marine Corps birthday at Labby's which is on the Marine Corps birthday. And again, we'll be following any rules that Labby's, Labby's or the city has in place. Oh, very good. And with, uh, with our internet nowadays and Google or whatever search engine you use, uh, this Red River yep. Raiders, Raiders, you'd probably come across that yep. webpage, uh, Facebook and contact Correct. information. Well, very good. Correct. Yeah, I just got it done with the uh, term as the state commander for the VFW, and our national yes. commander for the VFW was a Navy corpsman assigned to the Marines, and he, he talked more about the Marines than he did the Navy. He said, <laughs> yeah, they're my brothers. They take care of me, you know? <laughs> you know, that is one thing about Marines. We give Navy a hard time every time, but we we love our corpsmen and our chaplains. You know, they they are the ones that take care of us. So, okay, very good. Well, before we.
close out our show, Lisa, anything else you want to talk about in the Navy Navy League or Navy or any of your uh, the, fellow in, Marines? The Marine Corps League. Marine Corps League. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We, like I said, we left the Navy, but <laughs> no, we're, we're the Marines. Yep. Yep. The last guy was Navy. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're our Uber. <laughs> yeah. We'll give you a ride wherever you want to go. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, you know, if there's any Marines out there, Fleet Marine Force, um, chaplain or corpsman, they can uh, check out our Facebook page, and we have all of our information there. We meet um, the first Thursday of the month at 1900 at the West Cardinal DFW. Well, very good. And again, uh, thank you for your service, and uh, thank you thank for you. coming on uh, KFGO Veterans Hour today and sharing that information with our listening audience. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me, and we, we hope to see everybody soon. Very good. Yes. Let's open this okay. thing up and uh, start having some fun out there. Yes, thank you. Okay, thank you. Okay, we're going to close this show out by the playing of taps. And we, we want to thank uh, KFGO uh, for letting us veterans have this hour, uh, a program by veterans for veterans, normally on a Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock, depending on sports schedules. So we uh, they're very good at letting us have this hour, and we re- really appreciate that. I hear the sound of taps. I listen to the bugler play, and I feel a sudden chill. I wonder how many times the taps have meant amen. When a flag has draped a coffin of a brother or a friend, I think of all the mothers, fathers, husbands, wives, and children with interrupted lives. I think about a graveyard at the bottom of the sea or unmarked graves in Arlington. No, freedom isn't free. Thank you for listening and hope you catch us again next month.